Okay. Among the initial issue of guns and pretty much gun control, I feel that gun control is pretty much exaggerated within our economy and society as well. Um, individuals see it as, oh, I'm not granted my rights anymore when that is not the case, obviously. You are still granted your rights among the Second Amendment, which is the right to bear arms. You are allowed to hold a firearm. Now, my positioning of this is that individuals should have, you know, a certificate or like a certification on holding their gun, like a strict background check rather than just, oh, here's your gun, you know, use it for self-defense or whatever you want to use it for. I feel that like with guns nowadays and firearms, we're less strict on individuals when they're trying to purchase or, you know, establish themselves upon a firearm because we don't know what that individual is capable of. Individuals nowadays can get their guns and weapons from unestablished markets at young ages, whether it's teens or just in general, everyday individuals. And some individuals have weapons in their own homes that their children are capable of grabbing. And I feel as if individuals are not really thinking about like the potential behind that. Like they don't see the flaws in that until something gets carried away or out of hand, such as like mass shootings or other situations around just this nation and this nation's falling apart. And it's not just based upon this. There's many other issues economically, socially, religiously. It's just going to keep on going. Like it's established within this nation, but I see they're clearly trying to fix it, but I don't know. Gun control just seems to be really like off the top. Just I feel like every presidential candidate is just, focusing on gun control or exaggerating it or just any political candidate in general. And recently there was a petition of individuals who stood in front of Capitol grounds in Virginia protesting that they will not comply amid their second amendment being taken away, which is a right to bear arms. So there was gonna be a banning at which they banned weapons and around 16,000 activists actually stayed outside the Capitol grounds. And there was another additional 6,000 unarmed members that rallied outside the legislative building. And this was reported from the Virginia Capitol Police. And this is incredible because these individuals understand their rights and just the general amount of individuals that showed up with firearms is like incredible. And it's like, what is their sole purpose of holding these firearms? Now, granted, I have nothing against like, you know, guns or like, you know, but I feel like we're not necessarily like putting strict laws upon it, like limitations and like doing certified background checks of the individual to see if they're capable or even like remotely re meet requirements to hold these weapons. Instead, we're just handing them out. But as individuals, I guess this is how society works today. I don't know. A lot of individuals can repute against my positioning and that's okay. I understand that everybody has their fair share and opinion, but gun rights is like important, but once again, it is being overly exaggerated. And once again, 
Congress cannot make a law, you know, regulating against this amendment. It's already established. And the government can't do anything except regulate their own laws and just abide by the Constitution. And it's as simple as that. But that's just my fair positioning over gun control and just gun laws in general. Individuals have their rights. They know their rights. They will comply with what they need to comply with. They understand the limitations and the consequences and the fundamentals that add up leading to this, you know, articulated matter. And it's 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 not going to stop here, of course, but they also have their First Amendment right, which is the right to petition against the government officials or government regulating matters over just in general, like it's their First Amendment right, first freedom of speech, freedom to petition peacefully, freedom to assemble. It, it's there, so that can't be taken away either. Now, granted, it is limited, just like every other, you know, amendment, but it's still there. So, yeah, and that's basically gonna wrap up, you know, this podcast. All right, so I want to touch basis on immigration because I feel like everything shifts away and there's more issues politically that are just more exaggerated than certain issues. But immigration is one of them. And over the course of, you know, our current president, Donald Trump, over his term, he wanted to build a wall and, you know, deport several illegal immigrants. And according to the Council on Foreign Relations, Donald Trump was elected on pledges and took extraordinary actions to curb immigration. And one of his plans were to build a wall and deport millions and millions of undocumented immigrants, as well as temporarily ban Muslims. Now, see, I'm an individual who doesn't necessarily think bad upon an extent unless it happens but as i see in our nation we visualize individuals that are not necessarily established within our nation as like you know legal and documented we see them as threats i don't necessarily see it that way i see it as our nation and u.s citizens being afraid of immigrants who are seeking opportunities and want to better themselves and their families to come into our nation because we depict this image that our nation is just the best. We have all these rights and freedoms. Now, granted, we have these freedoms and rights, but they are limited. But I'm sure we have more extents than what they ever had in their past extents. That's why they're trying to come over here. And we're just pushing them away because we see them as threats, harmful to society. They're terrorists. They're not like original people established in America. But Me, I see it as immigrants who want to better themselves. They're looking for occupations. They want, they want education. They want wisdom. They want knowledge. There are so many things that these people struggle to grasp. And it's like, we have this stuff, but we're not pushing it out there. And that's why I feel immigrants should like have that opportunity. Like granted, there are some individuals who work illegally within the United States, they should be granted their citizenship. They technically shouldn't be considered immigrants as long as they pay taxes. Like there's certain extents to where 
people work for us, but they're not established and it's unfair. They're pushing themselves, working hard, going beyond limits and expectations. And we have people out here in society complaining and taking everything for granted, occupations, money, taxes, everything. And these people, they they want this type of lifestyle. They don't they don't want to live in a cruel, abusive, domestic, harmful society. They want freedom and it's like really unfair. And I just I don't get it. The US population just I don't know. It's something about it. But I know there are several instances where some of the US population is in support of immigration. They believe that people should be granted the opportunity. And I feel as if we're just not, you know, we're not opening our minds to it and we're seeing it from a wrong perspective. Now, granted, everybody has their own perspective over certain situations. This is my personal perspective. Like, immigrants, unless otherwise proven harmful, a terrorist, or signs of terrorism, I can't consider an immigrant as an individual who doesn't want to, you know, fulfill their life. Like, just like us, if we go somewhere else outside of our country, are we considered an immigrant? They may feel the same way about us. They may not want us. So why are we doing the same? Like, this is an open country. Of course, once again, limitations should be applied, but not strict limitations to the point where you want to build a wall and deport all these individuals. Like, what is the purpose? Like, most of these Hispanics and, you know, foreign relations, they put in more work, sadly, than most of our established U.S. citizens. And yet, we take them for granted, because if we send them back, then... Who's going to fulfill these jobs and occupations? Who's going to get the job done? Now we're just going to be struggling and our economy is going to once again fall. So, but yeah, that's just my given standpoint on immigration. Religion is open to every individual, every religious group. Individuals should feel the openness of expressing their beliefs and their historic backgrounds. You shouldn't feel fearful. Now, granted, there are going to be individuals that oppose this and oppose your belief and say that your belief system is irrelevant and that theirs overpowers yours and that the belief system is more important within today's society. That is not true. That is their own conception and perspective over the initial issue. What makes another individual's belief system more important and vital within today's society than yours ever was? Is there evidence to support the claim? I don't know. You proved me wrong. There should be limitations, of course, to how people and individuals and belief groups express themselves and cultural preferences and practices, but you should still have that freedom of peacefully practicing your beliefs and other cultivating aspects. That is where the First Amendment comes into play. You are granted your rights and liberties freedom of religion. Congress shall make no law respecting the practice of religion or the implication of religion. Now, once again, 
that's where the word limitations comes into play. It all depends how you are demonstrating your practices or your historic backgrounds and beliefs and how others are interpreting that and whether or not it's in a harmful matter or if it's in a peaceful matter. Now, then again, individuals will look at their own instances and their own perspective, and they will see it as either a threat or a non-threat in a peaceful matter. So, individuals might say that, you know, there's only one true potential in beliefs, and that's theirs, but not necessarily the case. I mean, is it rational? Is it is it true that their belief, you know, is vital? Does everybody support it? Um, it shouldn't necessarily be forced upon an individual to change their belief. It's more of a general thinking process and interpretation and on that individual's behalf, whether or not they want to touch basis and switch religious beliefs. There are individuals that don't necessarily have that option, so, but they practice their belief systems genuinely in honor of, you know, that historical preference. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, individuals will be individuals they just want to begin conflicts and bring in aspect other initiatives that have nothing to do with religious cultures and belief systems. And, you know, there's not really much going on within society anymore over religious issues. Now, granted, there are still, you know, common issues where protests or this and that, you can't believe in this, you can't believe in that, but it's not going to stop anytime soon. If it hasn't stopped in the past and it hasn't stopped now, it's definitely going to continue in the future, so I'm going to just leave it at that. Um, and according to several senators and presidential candidates, and candidates in general, religion is a, a vital key component, such as Bernie Sanders. He believes that, you know, Hispanics and African-Americans and other religious groups should be granted that, you know, freedom. And it's kind of difficult on them because, like, of minority and majority. So that's why he's trying to, you know, get everybody to look at each other from one perspective, but also keep in mind over, you know, historical backgrounds and preferences and that you don't forget them. But I don't know, I guess somebody could prove me wrong that religious freedom should, you know, not be a thing, but in my opinion, it should always be a thing. And yeah. <laughs>